Welcome to the Conscious Clinician Podcast. We have honest conversations about the triumphs and challenges of pelvic health physical therapy. Each week, we bring you inspiration and practical tips to thrive in your work. And now, here's your hosts, Dr. Monica Stefanovich and Dr. Sammy Steele. It is Dr. Monica here. Sammy, I am so excited to dive in with you. Monica, I'm thrilled to be here too. This podcast has been a long time coming with all of our conversations that we've had over our time working together. Monica and I started to explore these topics of relationships and development of our own consciousness as clinicians during my residency training. We felt that these conversations were so influential in our own practice, we thought it was important to also share them with the pelvic health community at large. I think we've all been in a group of pelvic PTs and talked about how hard it is to do our work. And in my experience, these conversations are over dinner or over a glass of whatever at happy hour. And there's a bit of unloading. And we all seem to experience the same phenomenon, but we don't have words for it. To quote Brene Brown, if we don't talk about it, the problem worsens. So where we're not trying to problem solve or we can't problem solve, we may continue to struggle. Our vision for the podcast is to help pelvic floor physical therapists create an enjoyable and sustainable practice through the lens of exploring your relationship with clients. Because I'll speak for the both of us, we think that relationships are at the very heart of healing. And we know that deep in our core, but we don't get enough information about it in our pelvic health content, whether it's residency or some of the courses that are out there. We're only beginning to touch on this aspect. It's so true that we don't get enough of this content in our training, whether it's in physical therapy school whether it's in residency training, whether it's on the job. These are things that we all struggle with. We all struggle with patient interactions being draining or challenging or awkward. I don't think we spend enough time examining why those things came to be and how we might be contributing to that and how it affects our personal satisfaction and resilience in our work. We're excited to explore this We're by no means experts, but just by talking about these things and by opening up the conversation and shedding some light on these deep, dark issues that we all have in pelvic floor PT, that hopefully we can start untangling this mess and creating some better work satisfaction for ourselves. Absolutely. So in our first episode, we're hoping to give an introduction We'll give a backstory to the conscious clinician, to how we got here after all, and who we are. That's the foundation of any relationship is to understand who you're talking with. So Sammy, could you give us a, a bit of a bio and more so share your story? How did you become part of the duo known as the conscious clinician? Sure thing, Monica. So my name is Dr. Sammy Steele, and I'm a physical therapist practicing in Davis, California. I received my doctorate from UC San Francisco and San Francisco State in 2019. 
as a brand new grad, I went immediately into residency at the Agile Physical Therapy Women's Health Residency. Monica was working as my mentor in the final quarter of the residency, and we started having a lot of these conversations because I was struggling with burnout. I feel in some ways that I had to have this conversation or I couldn't continue practicing. I was extremely burned out about halfway through my residency, and I felt overwhelmed by my patients' emotions. I felt overwhelmed by the things that people would share with me, whether it was abuse or chronic pain, fear, and I I struggled with how to process this. I found that I developed these relationships where I was overly invested in my patients' recovery to the point that I was internalizing that I was a success or a failure based on how they were doing. I felt like something must be wrong with me if I can't handle the level of emotion that they're bringing to the table. And I felt like I was in over my head. I started working with Monica when I was at that high point of burnout. I was so embarrassed about feeling that way. I felt like it was hidden in the dark. I was at a point where I needed to say something and do something different. So I finally decided to say something to Monica during mentoring. And the conversations that came out of that changed the way that I practice. We started reflecting on why I felt so affected by patients' stories and how to think about these things differently or maintain some professional boundaries, how to process my own emotions, my assumptions, my biases, and how to understand that what I brought to the table was also affecting what my patients did. Over time, these conversations helped me to shift my views on what a healthy client and provider relationship looked like. This is how I became interested in exploring those kind of soft skills and emotional intelligence that you need to be a PT. And after all of this, I decided, why aren't more people talking about this? It seems like such a conversation that is core to what we do, and it's so important for us to have that space to process these things. And Every podcast I listened to was about the technical aspects of PT, which are incredibly important, but I feel like this podcast is addressing a missing link in what we do and hopefully providing a space that's sacred for people to explore these topics. Wow. Hearing your story, although we've worked together and knowing it, I think I'm still blown away by how reflective you are and how eager you are to dive into this part, which I think many of us want to avoid, if I'm being honest. It's tough to sit in the suck and explore what's going on there. So Sammy, thank you so much for sharing where you've come in from. Suppose that leaves me. So uh, I'll take it back. I earned my bachelor's in 2013 and my doctorate from Springfield College in Massachusetts in 2015. And since then, I've spent four of the last five years specifically in pelvic health. I also completed a residency, but in Brooks Rehabilitation from 2016 to 2017. And during residency, I began to struggle with the emotional intensity of pelvic health work. In part, I also understand the responsibility of a residency caseload. It's like your doctorate, but rolled into one year, I think. And on top of that, I wasn't prepared for the emotional or relational aspect of getting into pelvic health. 
with how intimate our sessions with our clients are. And as you mentioned, the the content of the stories they share with us is so different than working with someone on their shoulder or knee pain where trauma may seem to come up sometimes. It's like we are dealing with intense emotions, emotional reactions, and trauma with the majority of the people that we work with. And I didn't realize that reliving people's trauma with them was having an effect on my well-being because I thought I was in residency and this is all stress-related. So honestly, at the time, I thought it was normal and I brushed it off. And it finally dawned on me that it was the nature of our specialty and these unique interpersonal requirements that were contributing to my my ill-being, I'll say. <laughs> and I realized that actually in an indirect way. So funny enough, I started working with a intuitive relationship coach after a breakup well over two years ago. And as she started teaching me about codependency, healthy versus unhealthy relationships, I began seeing all these parallels to pelvic PT. And that's how I really gave words to the experience. I've been fascinated by relationships and psychology all my life. That was my minor. So it was very natural, I think, for me to get into this work. When you and I started working together, it was this amazing opportunity to take ideas and begin integrating them into clinical practice like 10x because the stuff that had been mulling around in my head that I was trying to implement, it's so different when you get to step back and observe someone and you have that level of one one step of disconnection where you have room for a response versus being reactive. Through that amazing three months that we had together, pieces started falling into place at a rate where the puzzle was finally starting to come together and I could actually see the picture in it. And you and I were coming up with new ideas and expanding on these metaphors and it felt like a snowball to finally, we said, okay, hold on. We missed three months of recording. We should probably start doing this. <laughs> we should probably start doing this for real. So we decided after residency was over and both of us got settled because we both moved. I'm in Austin, Texas right now. Sammy, you are in Davis, California. And once we got settled into our homes, we're like, okay, we're doing it. We've got to make the time. We've got to hold it sacred. And start exploring this intentionally. Thanks for sharing, Monica. I realize that this is something that in the context of our mentor-mentee relationship that I didn't really explore as much of your personal history. So it's great for me to understand where you were coming from and also helps me understand why you were able to respond in such a positive way when a resident brought you something that was not the most positive. It feels like we really connected at the perfect time. Yep. Serendipity. That's the word. Definitely. Some of the things that we really are hoping to explore in this podcast are ways to increase our satisfaction in our work. Our values are to find a way to create sustainable, satisfying, and resilient practice with how we approach our patients and our relationships with our patients. We want to do a deep dive. We want to understand more of the emotion and psychology behind these things. 
and hopefully learn some things ourselves and create more of a community around this because it's something that we think pelvic floor PTs need support in. Clearly, we both had our own experiences with burnout, and I don't think either of us are alone in that in the greater community. Yeah, I think the power of the other is what we've both talked about when you have someone else to discuss this with, when you're not in the heat of the moment with that patient, you can step back, you have the space to consider a different approach. With our podcast, there's a few things that we're not trying to do, and we want to be explicit about those too. We are not trying to diagnose or treat your own psychological distress, burnout, or emotional exhaustion. If that's something that you find you're in the middle of, then we really hope that you create a web of support of professionals that can help you. And we are here to be the people who start the conversation, but we can't work with everybody individually. So please keep that in mind. We're also not trying to diagnose or treat our clients or patients' psychological distress either. We hope to discuss that from the lens of cases from our own practice in terms of concepts and ideas by bringing on psych professionals. So we are not trying to become psychologists. We are trying to bring psychology into pelvic PT because the mind-body, and I'll go so far as to say spirit connection, is so strong. We cannot compartmentalize them and pretend that it doesn't exist. So one thing we want to introduce into our podcast is this lightning round. We're going to take all of our guests through it. We hope to learn something fun and exciting about everyone, including ourselves. Sammy, I'm going to take you through first. Okay. Okay. What is your favorite drink at the moment? I've been having a a root beer moment recently. Okay. (laughs) Revisiting my childhood. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Root beer float. What a throwback. That's awesome. (laughs) What is the best book you've read lately? I recently read Talking with Strangers by Malcolm Gladwell. It was really interesting and actually surprisingly relevant to the PT sphere. He talks about ways that interacting with other people can bring on difficulties in communication. And he uses a lot of examples from history going through everything from World War II and all the way up to different types of policing in cities across America. So it's a really broad scope of how we interact with other people. I actually took a lot away from it for my own life. I listened to the audiobook, and I highly recommend listening to the audiobook because anytime that there's a quote, it's the person speaking. And it has a a level of personality to it that you don't get from a written book. So I, I loved the audiobook for that. That sounds juicy. I'm going to add it to my never-ending book recommendation list. (laughs) (laughs) Sammy, if you weren't a pelvic physical therapist, what would you do for work? That's so hard. In a lot of ways, I can't envision myself doing anything else. But if I had to choose, I would choose something really different, like a transportation engineer. I'm always fascinated by how things work. And I think that it'd be really interesting to explore the ways that we can make our transportation more efficient and get people where they need to be a little bit quicker. And I think that would be my totally opposite career choice if I had to choose something. Dang, that is awesome. How would you define a conscious clinician? 
I would define a conscious clinician as someone who is mindful of themselves, mindful of the people that they're interacting with, and is observant of the ways that these dynamics interplay. Even if they don't have the tools yet to fix them, they're still aware of those things and they're conscious of them. Mm. Can I steal your answer for my round? (laughs) (laughs) All right, Monica, I think we need to flip it around and have you go through the lightning round. Let's do it. What is your favorite drink at the moment? I am loving this drink called a Paloma. It's a mixed drink. I've discovered it since moving to Texas and it's alcoholic. Totally look up the recipe online, make it or order it somewhere. It is a delightful, refreshing little beverage. I will. Thank you. I'm going to look that up right now. Monica, what is the best book that you read recently? I'm reading Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert in a book club, and it's all about creative living and redefining our relationship to creativity, wherein it's not this thing that drains you, that you struggle with. And she really breaks down a lot of the myths that we have around perfectionism, around you got to quit your job to become a writer. She talks about how to be creative within the context of your own life right now. I'm not done with it yet, but I am loving every single page. There's a lot underlined and dog-eared already. Awesome. Monica, if you weren't a pelvic floor PT, what would you do for work? Oof. My first thought is psychology, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) But if we were to be like, okay, no patient care at all, if I was going to do something totally different, I think I would do marketing. I really love making things look beautiful and and if someone else has the content even better then I really just focus on how it looks and how to present it which also has an element of psychology in it too. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Monica, how would you define a conscious clinician? To me, a conscious clinician is someone who awakens to the experience of a physical therapy to how they show up, to how their client is showing up, and what the two of them are creating together. Because I think it's always an interaction between the two. It's nothing is ever done in isolation when you're a healthcare provider, that is. So I think it's being aware. And then I think it's being responsible for what you're aware of. If you're aware and making no change, then I think you're choosing to suffer. And I think it's also being really compassionate with yourself and with your clients, but it has to start with you first. You can't pour from an empty cup. So I think being compassionate to what you become aware of and how you take responsibility for it so that we're not creating cycles of shame during our own healing and exploration. I love that. I think that taking away the shame from it is so important because this is so new for all of us. and. It's all about self-development and trying to just be a part of the process. Mm-hmm. That takes us to the end of our time for today. Thank you so much to our listeners for joining us on our journey with the Conscious Clinician Podcast. We are so excited to have more of these conversations together and with all of you. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Let's keep the conversation going on Instagram at the Conscious Clinician and Facebook backslash The Conscious Clinician. Links are in the show notes. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and write a review for the podcast to grow our community. Stay conscious, everyone.